0: My name is Mumba Dodwell and this is Ordinary Artists. Hello, in this podcast, I'm talking to Sita Thomas. Sita is currently doing her PhD at Warwick University in diversity in Shakespeare. She's also a milkshake presenter, which is pretty cool. And she was an NYT member. So I was really excited to have her on to talk about Shakespeare and diversity. And we also talk about how she got into presenting and what it was like being a NYT member for her. So here we go. Hello, so I'm sitting here with Sita Thomas who I had found out through a friend. Um, So you present for Milkshake, as well as being a director and you're part of NYT. So I want to know how you got into acting or or into this industry.
1: Sure, so I started really young, like lots of people doing ballet classes, tap classes, jazz classes, everything like that. An amazing mum who used to drive me off to Stagecoach (laughs) on Saturdays. And with Stagecoach, we had an agency attached. um, I'm from Wales, so it's Swansea Stagecoach. And so I started doing sporting artist work. So I did Channel Four Teachers several so series of that, and Casualty, and then I got my first job. So that my the my first entry into the industry was uh, Stitch Up, which was a show on CBBC, oh. and I got that job. That was a presenting job when I was fourteen. Wow, that's so young. that's really
0: good actually, yeah. and. Um, and I wanted to know how you got into directing because I've seen you you direct um, shows now and, as well as act and present. So how did you get into directing? How did you know it was the thing that you wanted
1: to do? Yeah, so directing, um, there's kind of two different strands to how I got into it. Directing film and then directing theatre as well. And the film, directing film started first and that came when I went to university. So I did my undergrad at Warwick University doing English literature and theatre studies. And while I was there, there was this... An opportunity because we're close to the RSC in Stratford. Yeah. There's an opportunity uh, where you could apply to do a job in the digital department for the RSC, and it was You'd ha- you had to make a documentary about the process of Hamlet and I just spent a year working on Hamlet as Ophelia with an amazing director Tom Cornford. So I knew the play, I loved the play and I had, I had a few filmmaking skills, like I did a, a media studies at AS level at Hurtwood House where I went, there was a film academy. And so I was like, let's let's just go for this. So I applied for it with a friend, Catherine Allen, and we got the job. So that was the first thing I'd ever done. I made the film and really I had very limited experience. But I always look back to to that time because it was kind of just... Just go with it. Like, you're at the RSC. It was was such a great experience. And it's such a good
0: location. I mean, Warwick does so much with the RSC, so it's a really nice connection there. Yeah.
1: To be in the rehearsal room watching... I I was with Terrell Alvin-McRaney, who's this amazing American playwright and director. And he was so inspiring to just get to... And he'd cast Dhamma Shpatel as Hamlet. Ah. So there was the first Indian Hamlet for this Young People's production. And they had a female, black Horatio... So it's just an awesome, awesome production to to be the first, my first foray into Mm -hmm. arts documentaries, which is essentially what I want to do and what I do. And how did you get into theatre? Yeah, so theatre directing, I just um, had my directing debut in theatre actually. (laughs) Yeah, um, I I did, I made a site-specific piece uh, called The Rose and the Bauble. And that was for a company called Kadam and Pulse, they're a South Asian company. And, yeah, we did an outside piece in a garden that was all about migration and friendship. Um, so, I, get, I guess, getting into directing, like, I've done... Theatre's been my life, yeah. basically. All the, all the you know what it's yeah. like. You just, walk, like, yeah. you suddenly end up in it and you're like, that's all you do. All yeah, yeah, totally. And I've worked in every single department. Maybe n- not costume. Or hair and makeup. but like for the RSC, I worked in press and communications. That was my work experience when I was at like eighteen. I worked in the marketing department there, wow. digital. Yeah. I've done I stage managed a show in Edinburgh. Like I've done uh, theatre <laughs> reviewing. Just yeah. all of the different aspects, and I think that gives you such a great perspective of yeah. how to make theatre. I've always wanted to be a theatre maker. Yeah. Um, I have of course an acting background, but for me now. I feel like if you have more skills as well as just acting, mm. you end up exercising them because... <laughs> yeah, because
0: it's difficult to always just act. You, kind of, you want to make the most of it and try and do everything that you can and be involved in theatre.
1: Totally, and I realise that I love doing other things mm. as well. And directing, I think, harnesses all of those different aspects yeah. because you're working with all of those people who are in charge of different things, and I just love it. I love bringing people together, the um, having lots of different ideas, getting the best out of people. Like this show had um, dancers, musicians, a writer, obviously actors, and I really enjoyed being able to harness all of their different talents and bring it together to create a, a show, so I definitely will be doing more of it.
0: <laughs> I'm glad to hear and. Um, um, I want to ask you about your experience with the National Youth Theatre, yeah. because the
1: person who recommended
0: me told told me he'd met you through there. Um, how was your experience with the National Youth Theatre member?
1: Yeah, um, being part of the NYT, yeah. honestly, is probably the most life-forming thing for me, because it was the first time... I, so, I, I left Wales when I was 16 and went to Herbert House, and that's actually when I joined NYT. So, from being the one brown person who <laughs> loved drama in my tiny little yeah. village in Wales, um, to then meeting people who were like me, and I was so passionate about doing this thing, whereas people back at home and just kind of dossed around in yeah. drama classes and everything. Um, now, it was people exactly the same as me, and I, I, I had the best... Honestly, the best opportunities, like, um, I got to perform in China twice on different productions. Uh, performing at the Soho Theatre, I was in a play by Tanika Gupta called White Boy, yeah. which was directed by Juliet Knight. Um, up in Scotland, we did productions. So each year, my summer was spending time with amazing people, amazing directors, and learning a craft. I, I don't think you can beat experiences like that.
0: Yeah, the NYT seems like an, an amazing experience, and like you were saying, to be... It's so nice to be around people who look like you and share the same experience as you. you. And I must say that NYT is very good at being... Re- like really representing the country yes um and I think that's really nice I think more drama schools and the more theatres should take from the MIT. I totally
1: agree yes, and yes. thank you for roasting <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I wanted to ask you what it's like for um presenting a milkshake I think it's quite nice that you're there also because I bet in Britain a little girl can go
1: oh that looks like me that's really nice and so how
0: how did you find getting into milkshake
1: do you know what that's one of my favorite things about doing the job actually yeah. is I feel like I do represent the young brown girls yeah. out there um, who can see themselves reflected back on TV. Yeah. Because for me, growing up, when, when you see people who do look like you, for me, it was um, Bender Like Beckham. Yeah. It was like the first film that I saw where I was like, oh, yeah, I'm brown and she's also brown. I don't normally see brown people on TV. <laughs> and she wasn't that good, like, on film. yeah.
0: And she wasn't like too stereoty- I love Bender Like Beckham, that film. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Like, she, she had this passion for something that was, she was very British, but yet very Indian as yeah. well. So I think that a lot yeah. of people. Are, no matter what, can understand how it is to be one race and be the other race. <laughs> yeah, totally, and connect to that. Um, what were we saying? Saying well, I was about um, kids seeing your milkshake. Oh yeah, milkshake.
1: Um, so for me to be able to be that for young kids, that's really exciting to me. Um, so yeah, I got the job last year. This mm-hmm. time last year. And it was a bit of a shock actually. I wasn't expecting to suddenly be back in front of the camera. Yeah. Because it had been a while. Like um, I, I'd done a few presenting jobs here and there over the years, but I'd been all of my training alongside my academic studies had been with my work had been with like I, I'd started movement directing, mm. I was assistant directing, so it was on that side of things rather than being on yeah. stage. Or in front of the camera. <clears throat> so I'd auditioned, actually, a year before. Yeah. And I'd got to about the final two, I believe, and yeah. didn't get the job. Uh, yeah. So I really like this story um, as one for people who don't get the job and <laughs> you feel like it's just the end of the world yeah. and you're never going to get the chance again. Actually, you can. So I... They, Channel 5 actually found me They found a reel of yeah. mine uh, On YouTube after I'd auditioned To be the next Blue Peter presenter Oh you did Blue Peter as well. yeah, Easy. I didn't do the show but yeah. I auditioned yeah. and, um, and so they called me in to audition We yeah. did the rounds, we did dancing Singing, oh. presenting um, And then I got into the studio And we had to present uh, lots of links in the studio and I was so set to do the job that time. I was like, yes, yeah. I can do the early mornings. It's going to be brilliant. I can do it. And then I didn't get it. So I was like, okay, fine. I was doing my like yeah. PhD at the same time. So I thought, okay, let's focus on this. Yeah. And then a year later, out of the blue, they called me again and said, hey, are you available? We'd love to give you another screen test. Ah. And honestly, I just this my attitude was totally different. And I learned a lot from that as well previously it like I felt like a lot was resting on it yeah really wanted it and so the nerves that come with that yeah they can affect your performance this time nothing I didn't feel like anything was resting upon it yeah. I was just like okay sure I'll go in yeah I kind of I'd had the experience before so I, I was chilled and just happy did it and then got the job that time wow that's
0: that's really that's a really cool and was as also you said like people I think people worry about oh well they will they call me back or will they do that but they actually did and that's yeah. really nice of them and yeah. really good and there you are. I'm yeah. Have you had any interesting fan mail? Because I love that
1: section. <laughs> <laughs> I kept my, the first drawing that I received in the post um, from this tiny kid who'd stuck a picture of me and drawn a magic circle around me with I think some kind of dinosaur or monster. <laughs> And they had taken the story of Rama and Sita, who Sita is uh, Rama, keeps her inside a circle to yeah. keep her safe, and she breaks out of it, and then that's when she's captured by the evil demon, Rama. Oh. And so they'd, they'd, they'd obviously, he'd learned the story from yeah. somewhere, and it was like, I've drawn Sita being protected by a magic circle. It's like, oh, it's oh, so thing. so sweet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And you mentioned your PhD that you were doing the first time when you auditioned, <laughs> Diversity in
1: Shakespeare, PhD. Yes. Um, you did that. Of Warwick, so what was that? What made you do it? Mm. So I'm actually just finishing it at the moment. Oh. So my PhD research, I started Four years ago now, and I'm on. The, I'm in the final stretch. It's eighty thousand words. That congratulations! You that's a long. That is a long stretch. <laughs> yeah, writing. Thank you so much. <laughs> I haven't finished it yet. So yeah. hold off the congratulations, <laughs> but I'm about to get there. So I had just finished my masters at Central School of Speech and Drama, and that was a movement studies. Mm-hmm. So trying to be a, a movement director, and I I thought I was going to go straight into the industry being mm-hmm. a movement director, but I was really missing actually the academic side of it. I wanted to be writing more. I love the process of researching a specific topic going really deep into it and i feel like if even if you're an actor or a director yeah. or a writer that's what we do we we delve into these worlds yeah. whether it's imaginary ones or real ones we learn as much as we possibly can mm-hmm. and then we go and create our art from it and for me um instead of creating art for the phd it's writing a piece yeah. it's writing a thesis so I was missing that. Yeah. And then I had an amazing call out of the blue from Professor Tony Howard mm-hmm. at the University of Warwick who had come up with this idea to trace the history of performances by black and Asian actors in Shakespeare in the UK. And he got funding to do it from yeah. the Arts and Humanities Research Council. And so he had, um, he had put together a team for himself, um, a postdoc researcher and a PhD researcher and she asked me to apply for the job so I did I did and it was it was fully funded and it was researching something that I was so passionate about I love Shakespeare performing Shakespeare from a young age and then at uni I had amazing professors Carol Rutter being one of them so I just I love Shakespeare and then um, I, I'm also a brand person in <laughs> yeah. in the industry here, so I thought, yeah, this is this is really interesting to delve into this history to go, who are the people who've come before me, yeah. and what's the state of casting and representation now for people of colour, and not just in Shakespeare. We use Shakespeare as the starting point, yeah. but of course that represents the That's, wider yeah. scene in terms of theatre, television, and film
0: because Shakespeare is
1: what people a lot of actors want to do that's like quite
0: a high status of theatre for sure
1: everyone's I feel like lots of people have the ambition to perform at the RSC to perform at the the Globe or something just to do a Shakespeare piece at the Globe or be on stage at the National doing Shakespeare like it is one of those those big dreams and for brown people for black people that can seem a bit impossible when Mm -hmm. all of the productions of Shakespeare you see all of the lead characters seem to be white King Lear always seems to be white Hamlet always seems to be white at least they did yeah <laughs> until now yes. and really interestingly since 2012 which was when I started the PhD we've had we've had lots of these firsts mm. Which, um, of course, are quite annoying because we don't want to keep saying, Oh, it's the first black Hamlet, it's the first. But, of course, the first have to be done. And there have been lots of landmarks, like the first black Julius Caesar, the first Indian Much You Do About Nothing, um, and Papa Siedu just being. I saw him
0: in the Hamlet, it's really good. He's
1: a superb actor. And so once you've got that out of the way and it becomes the norm, that's yeah. amazing. Think of all the young black actors right now, whether yeah. they're at drama school or whether they're contemplating going to drama yeah. school, seeing him in the headlines, seeing his performances and going... Yeah. I can aspire to be that. I, I mean, can do that. And he's so he's getting so much publicity from this, and he's doing
0: really well. Yeah. I actually saw... I remember seeing a poster of him in Romeo and Juliet with a Tobacco Factory. I saw that so Did you see it? Yeah. I missed out because I was, like, working, and I was at university, you know, just finishing, but yeah. it looked really good. So oh, to see, finished. like, somehow, in the last two years, he's suddenly gone from Tobacco Factory all the way
1: to the yeah. RSC, and he's he's there doing King Lear now as well. Yeah, like, it's really exciting. He was in King Lear here at the National. He yes. played... Yeah, he played Romeo... He, um, and then he went off to the R C did mm. Hamlet, and now he's in King Lou again um, playing Edmund. Yeah,
0: this time he's playing Edmund, because I remember last time he was understudy, yeah, he heard about that article. Yeah, got to go on, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And so it's really exciting to see a black actor that's actually having a trajectory, a career path yeah. in Shakespeare, because quite often it can, be, it can feel like a kind of tokenistic thing, mm. where we get cast once yeah. in that all-Indian much-do-about-nothing, yeah. because they're doing an Indian version yeah. of something, and then we are never cast again. Yeah. But I'm thrilled to see people like Anjana, um, who is who was just in the um, sorry, Shakespeare's Globe, Amidst Midsummer yeah. Night's Dream, playing Hermia. Yes, yeah, yeah, I was terrible. Yeah. yeah, she was in The Much Ado About Nothing, and she's done other Shakespeare productions oh, yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. And Papa, so we've, we've got people who are now playing yeah. on, on main house stages, not just in companies, mm. brilliant companies, but previously you see kind of ghettoise in like yeah. Tara Arts or yeah. Taloa, which yeah. are incredible companies. Yeah. But I want to start seeing people having this career path, not just in. in the, yeah.
0: Not yeah. Not in the offshoots because they
1: they yes. can. Those are
0: great companies, but we also need them to be spread around. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. No, it's true because it creates more opportunities for all. What I really want to see is like um, is either a brown or black Juliet or something with a counterpart which isn't necessarily because oh, I always find yeah. it weird like how it's like oh you can have a black Romeo and a white Juliet. Yeah. But what about a brown Juliet and then um, a black Romeo?
1: Well they did it here. They did? It? Yeah. I, I, I down. I well it was, it was a young piece people's production. Yeah. And I love I loved it. It was directed yeah. by Bijan Chebani, and he had actually worked with Terrell Alva McCraney, who yeah. I mentioned earlier, who directed this uh, Danish Damash Patal yeah. Hamlet. So you've got this group of people who are really aware about who they're casting. Oh, in, that's, yeah. And he cast um the Capulets yeah. were all Indian and the Montagues were yeah. all black. And you had Natalie Jew, who played Jess in Bend Like Beckham. Oh, she was Juliet. That's so fun. Yeah, and it was awesome. It was yeah. really great that it's not just white Yes, yeah, like, yeah, I feel... But that's a production that, of course, play you can play on the binaries. So yes. Yeah. Black and white is a very easy kind of yeah. analogy to make. So. no,
0: that's very true. But that's so exciting as you're saying that is changing. And can you tell me a bit more about the database? Because I didn't know. I I had a look at it recently, yeah. or seeing the casting. So did you?
1: Was that part of your PhD as well? So um, as part of this mm-hmm. research team, um, led by Tony Howard, he came up with the idea that we'd had we'd have different outputs. Mm-hmm. So um, there's been a collection of essays that's been published um, on the topic. Uh, My PhD thesis is uh, another outcome. Then we've got the database which charts all of the performances in Britain by black and Asian actors. And of course we keep saying brown and black and I guess that's because I'm brown, you're black. But there's also East Asian people. Um, I've just written a chapter about East Asian Shakespeare. And so anyone really who's not white, just <laughs> put it that way. Um, so it charts the history, and it's really yeah. fascinating. You can just log on and see lots of statistics about who's performed where, um, the ups and downs. And interestingly, like two- 2012 was a really great year for yeah. casting. And we thought, OK, we have to keep building on this. Yeah. And, but the figures actually it dropped. Oh. But it's on the rise again. Yeah. So. I'm-
0: I'm glad. I think people are getting better responses from it, like Hamlet and also Imogen, which is not necessarily she's not Imogen's not being played by um, by a black actor, but she herself is someone that within the community that people recognise who don't come to the theatre, who may not come to the theatre as much, might come to the Globe. So that's really good. Yeah. And lastly, I want to ask you any tips for anyone who's like eager to get into directing, or um, where can they find more information about? Uh, brown or black or Asian people who have done shape uh, who have been in Shakespeare performances
1: before, so mm. you can see the history of it. So my advice for people, I guess, what I did in order to get to where I am now in the kind of early stages of my career, say yes to everything. I mm-hmm. said yes to all of the opportunities that came up. You just just do them. You're yeah. going to learn something from it. Um, attitude is so important, positivity and enthusiasm. When you go into a rehearsal room and you just light up that space, people want to work with you. Yeah. you? Uh, be on time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always early. Um, and then, I guess, if you have any periods where you're not working, um, which for our industry, like, mm-hmm. that's a major thing, I think just just fit it with what you can, like make your own work. Of course, money constraints. So mm. you have to find a job that you can do that you enjoy, and alongside being able to go to auditions and everything like that. But always create, be as creative as possible, because every time you're making something, that's just adding to your experience and adding to your employability. So, yeah. um, and then in terms of people wanting to find out, like there's so much going on. There's so mu- there's so many festivals happening right now. There's there are so many debates and talks. You just need to Google like. Diversity yeah. in theatre and film, like the the BFI have the Black Star yes, season coming yeah. up, which and I'm so excited. Just realised
0: Act for Change have a um, have a debate coming on about Black Theatre. I've just realised that. I mean, yeah,
1: yeah. So, so many things. Go and see productions. Um, I used to always just come to the National Theatre in my early days, <laughs> so I was like, that's the yeah. centre of all theatre, the best okay. productions happen here, and there are amazing productions here, but we have a responsibility as audiences to go and see work, support work that yeah. isn't always in the mainstream, And yeah. um, so do that, amazing books that are out there, one book called Colourblind Shakespeare by Ayanna <laughs> Thompson, uh, she's a great author to, to go to academic to have a look at, um, and then... Just Google multicultural Shakespeare or British, Black, and Asian Shakespeare, and you'll find our database.
0: All right then. Well, thank you so much, Sita. That was really nice chatting to you. Pleasure. And um, yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you for listening. You can follow me on both Twitter and Facebook at Ordinary Artists.